afternoon ladies and gentlemen welcome 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 to your monday afternoon edition of lone star news i am your host mr c aka michael aaron casadis and i hope you guys are having a wonderful afternoon uh on this uh monday july 25th 2022 Ladies and gentlemen, we've got a fun show for you guys today. I hope you guys are enjoying getting some Texas news mixed into your afternoon worldwide national headline, um, you know, a buffet uh, that if you know where to dig and if you know where to look, you can get a bevy of information, a wealth of insight, indeed a buffet unlike any buffet that uh, has ever been seen by the likes of like someone like Stacey Abrams, for example. But Stacey Abrams wouldn't dine at this table either way, ladies and gentlemen. Stacey Abrams doesn't sit at the table with patriots, ladies and gentlemen. But, you know, we're not talking about Georgia. We're talking about Texas, and quite frankly, uh, the only reason why Stacey Abrams came to mind is because I said the word buffet. But either way, ladies and gentlemen, we've got a fun show ahead for you guys today. Uh, topics to include two of our favorite swamp creatures down here in the parts of Texas. Uh, that would be, of course, one Beta O'Rourke. Uh, pardon me, one Robert Francis O'Rourke, and of course his uh, sugar daddy, George Soros. So uh, get ye prepared for some swamp creatureness this afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, before we jump into Lone Star News. Just wanted to encourage anyone who's joining us, whether you're over at Rumble, whether you're over at the foxhole.apppill.net, if you're watching us over at Twitch, or you are joining us live on Odyssey this afternoon, um, make sure that you subscribe and or follow to Mr. CTV. Uh, that way you can stay up to date or just, you know, catch it on the fly anytime we're live. We got uh, Lone Star News, See in the Dark, The Sea Report, all original broadcasts that come out on Mr. CTV, and you can also pop on over to uh, Mr. CTV Shop, an online store where you can uh, support this broadcast, this network, and all of the efforts 
that go into displaying and exhibiting and sharing the truth, ladies and gentlemen, go over to www.thecreport.com. Click on the store button and you can invest in some Mr. C swag. Some of it's limited. Some of it's fun. Well, actually, I would say most of it is fun and highly educational, right? You know, you can uh, you can support your country uh, in some cases, support your president, but always in all um, efforts, support this show and broadcast. And also uh, make a statement, whether that is fun, fashionable, or political, and educate your brothers and sisters out there. Use promo code 1776REBORN when you go to shop Mr. C at thecreport.com, thecreport.com, click on store. Get you some socks. You want you want to step on some secretaries of snakes? Get you some socks, ladies and gentlemen. It's the easiest way to do it, and we make it easy for you at Shop Mr. C TV. Ladies and gentlemen, all right. Cool, cool, cool. Thank you so much for that, ladies and gentlemen. Just wanted to uh, encourage our friends out there. Uh, and for all of those who are joining us already, we got Aurelius Locke, Rel Anon in the house, Texas Q Patriot. Good afternoon, uh, my friends. Thank you for the gold pill donation of 117, Mr. Rel Anon and Texas Q Patriot. Thank you so much for the can. I hope you guys are doing wonderful this uh, this fine Texas afternoon. Uh, Texas Q Patriot says, Beto sucks. Indeed he does, ladies and gentlemen, and it is not the good kind either. Uh, so we'll go ahead and jump straight into today because we only got an hour or so, ladies and gentlemen. You know I have a tendency to talk and get long-winded. So let's just jump straight into today's uh, episode for Lone Star News. Like I said, we got some swamp creatures coming up. Let's go and get them on the screen, guys. What do you say about that? What do you say about that? Two swamp creatures. We got, uh, we got uh, a sugar baby and a sugar daddy. On the screen, here is Robert, I should have invested in better dental care, Francis O'Rourke. And of course, we have Ibags Mulligan himself, Georgie Boy Soros. Ladies and gentlemen, Georgie Boy Soros. I, I like to refer to him as Georgie Boy. Georgie Boy Soros. Because uh, I think I think underneath that harsh, wrinkled, um, uh, anti-Semite complexion, Georgie Boy's just a soft old lad who wants to be understood, ladies and gentlemen. You see, don't you understand how much money Georgie Boy has spent trying to get the people of this world to like him? He's like, I don't care what side likes me. I just need someone to like me, man. This guy buys his affection left and right. And no different here, guys. He's buying some affection from uh, Mr. Beto O'Rourke, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, I don't even know why I bother calling him Beto. I mean, Beta. Beta is the standard, right? Beta. Beta O'Rourke. You know, I think I would probably rather refer to him by his God-given Christian name, Robert. Or Roberta. I don't know. For all we know, this is a Roberta with some kind of crazy, overgrown type of phallus. Anyways, okay, never never mind. This is a 3 p.m. show, guys. Okay, so Roberta Francis O'Rourke getting a cash injection. 
from uh, his sugar daddy here, George Georgie Boy Soros. Now, it's it's interesting if you guys uh, pay attention to the way that the propaganda um, presses keep their wheels moving, if you know, uh, if, uh, so to speak. Uh, take, for example, and we'll probably talk a little bit about this later on tonight on the Sea Report, but take, for example, uh, the way that we've been able to watch them spill their spin their propaganda wheels ladies and gentlemen on topics like russia for example i mean all they have to do and the thing that they don't realize is that the people have already figured this out but all they have to do is just spin and spin and spin in the presses. What does Mr. C mean by spin and spin? You know, just spin their lies, print their lies, repeat their lies, parrot their lies, even in a reality that they know is false, so that in the event that they get away with the steal, in the event that they get away with regime change in Russia, for example, at least they've already spun their lies. So, you know, it's like I, I make fun of it calling it a dream board, a vision board for these people. Like the press is literally their dream board. And it's not fair, ladies and gentlemen, that they can reprint their dreams billions of times over. And yet, you know, little Hispanic people like me only have one board that we keep on our wall. Aha, just kidding. Anyways, okay, I don't know. All, all sorts of weird and uh unlanding jokes right there guys but anyways so um robert o francis o'rourke robert o francis o'rourke robert francis o'rourke and uh georgie boy soros right uh, the nazi uh nazi collaborator and the uh marxist gun grabber um they are uh they are uh, uh, infusing each other with god knows what to be honest with you but at this uh point in time what we can say for sure is that the uh mainstream lamestream shamestream fake news legacy mockingbird propaganda press oh they're already declaring they're already declaring beto as having the uh the opportunity of being the governor like they are already saying that he is going to beat Greg Abbott, right? Uh, what's worse, a rhino or a, a Marxist fop, ladies and gentlemen? I don't know what it is. Let's take a look at this article coming straight to us from the jowls of the legacy media. Let's see what they have to say. It says, "Eft wing billionaire. Well, actually, the L is right down here for those of just, you know, L. <laughs> okay, left-wing billionaire George Soros donated $1 million to Beto O'Rourke. Okay. Beto, Robert Francis O'Rourke's bid to unseat Governor Greg Abbott in Texas, uh, contributing to the Democrat candidate's feat of outraising the incumbent during the past fundraising quarter. Now, you see why all of the left-wing press is saying that Robert O'Rourke can beat Greg Abbott. Because in one fundraising quarter, Robert Francis O'Rourke has beat, he is out-fundraised incumbent Rhino Abbott, ladies and gentlemen. So, and, and so start the presses, start the presses, start letting everyone know that Beto will beat Abbott, apparently. 
Um, but, you know, there's a lot of interesting information here. Let's see, it says here, nearly half of O'Rourke's record-breaking $27.6 million in fundraising, the haul came from out-of-state donors, including uh, Mother of Apple, Gwyneth Paltrow, right? Isn't, isn't she the mother of Apple or are you thinking of someone else? Anyways, with Soros' hefty donation helping the Democrat challenger Best Abbott in fundraising over the past six months. Is six months a quarter? Anyways, that's according to the filings by the Texas Ethics Commission reported by The Hill. You know, this article is just another good argument for why... And I'm sure the audience will agree why politicians should not be allowed to uh, receive money from PACs or super PACs or businesses or unions or corporations. Um, no, every single uh, every single candidate on this planet. OK, OK, OK. Every single candidate in America should only be allowed to receive money from the constituents, the people personally themselves with a limited amount of funding. Yeah, that's right. A ceiling so that even the wealthiest personal donations cannot exceed certain points. I'm sure everyone agrees with that. I mean, you know, that's uh, that's 101, right, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, but out-of-state donors, you know, even, even more so, if you are running a state race, right, not a federal race, not a national, like, president, right, or vice president or something like that, um, you should not be able to receive out-of-state donations. What the hell does someone from out-of-state care about what goes on in each respective state. Now, that again, obviously, is a rhetorical question, ladies and gentlemen. Feel free to answer at the TV screen if you please, okay? But that is obviously rhetorical. Obviously, obviously, we know what out-of-state donors do and or want and or expect, right? You know, uh, I'm sure, I am sure, guys, it's three o'clock, I can't be like that. Um, I'm sure that Robert Francis O'Rourke will do plenty of favors for George Soros after he got a $1 million surge from the old uh, a Jew killer. Let's see what this says here. Goes on to say, Soros, a Hungary-born American who became a hedge fund manager for clients in New York, has a net worth of $8.6 billion, according to Forbes. He has become a boogeyman of sorts to the right, particularly for his millions of dollars in campaign donations to prosecutors and to AGs and to secretaries of state and to the list goes on, right? Soros made the donation to O'Rourke one day before the Supreme Court announced its highly anticipated decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. Oh, you know, that actually makes a lot of sense. You know, we're telling you guys about this one million dollar cash infusion from George Soros to Beto O'Rourke because George Soros donated the million dollars to O'Rourke the day before the media went into a firestorm over Roe v. Wade and you never would have paid attention to it 
like what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago? How long did Roe uh, v. Uh, Wade get overturned, guys? When did Roe overturn Wade? That's what I want to know. Anyhow, uh, so yes, yeah, so that's why we didn't hear about it. And um, of course, ladies and gentlemen, that had to do with uh, abortion. Um, and it says here, uh, it handed the issue of abortion back to individual states. Can you believe that the mainstream media is actually publishing something that's true? Handed the issue of abortion back to individual states, prompting criticism from the 91-year-old financier-turned-philanthropist. Let's see what Georgie Boy had to say. He says, the U.S. Supreme Court's decision to overturn hashtag Roe v. Wade. Okay, you know if Georgie Boy is using hashtags, I told you he was a little light in the loafers, ladies and gentlemen. The U- I'm not saying that all people that use hashtags are light in the loafers, but come on. A 91-year-old eugenicist turned philanthropist using hashtags in the finest Dior and Versace? Come on. Okay, anyways. Anyways. Oh, I forgot. It's not It's not Dior Versace. It's Hugo Boss, right? Hugo Boss, right? Rolling around in his little, uh, his little Nazi Volkswagen. Anyhow. Okay, so it says here, the U.S. Supreme Court's decision to... Oh, wait, wait, wait. I forgot. We got to do this in George Soros' voice. The U.S. Supreme Court's decision to overturn Hashtag Roe v. Wade ends federal prosecution protections for abortions, diminishes humans' rights to consume the blood of babies, and greatly threatens reproductive care for babies we want to kill. See, that's what Soros wrote in a tweet. He says, we have invested reproductive rights organizations that are fighting back at this moment. Yeah, I just don't think I'm doing a very good George Soros Nazi accent at the moment. Anyhow, it says, Texas has a trigger ban that prohibits abortions from the moment of fertilization with rare exceptions to save the life of the mother set to go into effect at the end of July, according to the New York Times. Rare exceptions, right? Well, is it rare because they rarely make an exception or is it rare because compared to the number of babies being born or aborted, it's rare that the mother's life is in danger. I would like to know, MSN article. It says here that Robert Francis received a handful of large donations costing more than $100,000, although the majority of his haul came from small donations, according to his campaign. Right, right. He gets like hundreds of millions of dollars infused to his campaign from across the nation. And then all of a sudden he's like, I beat Abbott in the grassroots, right? I mean, come on, Robert. Come on, Robert. Come on. It says here, comparatively, Abbott had 62 donors who contributed six-figure sums that made up more than half of his total second quarter, according to the Dallas Morning News. Overall, O'Rourke raked in $27.6 million from more than 511,000 individual donors between February 20th and June 30th. There are a lot of college kids 
who are giving all of their free COVID money and life savings, right? Because that's their life savings at this point, right? All these college kids, their life savings came from COVID-19. So they're donating all of their life savings, COVID-19 money. Hey, that's not fair that Beta O'Rourke's getting COVID disaster relief funds to, to spur his campaign on. How many of those do you think are like confused uh, teenagers, uh, transsexual, uh, gender, uh, fluid, um, LGBT, white, Caucasian, male, uh, female, wait, they're not male or female. Anyways, they're all college students. They all donated a dollar each by 511,000 of them donated a dollar each. And the rest of the money came from Soros and, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow and other people who don't even care about Texas. They just, they just want that overbite to be the governor of this state, ladies and gentlemen. It says here, uh, that put, uh, that put um, Robert Francis O'Rourke ahead of Abbott's gains during the same time period. The incumbent raised, uh, the incumbent raised uh, 24.9 million from nearly 113,000 donors. Yeah, that's because uh, the Republican Party is, uh, they're bleeding donors, <laughs> is what they're doing. Um, I think the people of Texas pretty well understand, at least the conservatives, what's going on here. Clearly, you can see the progressive lefties, they don't understand what's going on here, because they're they are just shelling a whole bunch of money. This, this to me, is symptomatic, right? 113,000 donors tells me that the grassroots of Texas, the conservatives, yeah, they might be done with Abbott also. Uh, but here, the hard part here is, guys, who are we going to take, O'Rourke or Abbott? Well, that's an obvious answer if you ask me. Abbott boasts nearly $46 million cash on hand. O'Rourke's campaign did not disclose how much money it has on hand. We'll tell you that in a minute. Though the campaign reported about $6.8 million as of mid-February, the Texas gubernatorial race has been closely watched ever since O'Rourke announced his bid to unseat Abbott last November, criticizing the state's extremist policies over the past few years. Yeah, and we're, we're really going to kind of barrel into Abbott tonight or today. Despite the record-breaking fundraising numbers, O'Rourke faces an uphill battle in his efforts to flip the governor's mansion blue in the deep red state. O'Rourke was a U.S. congressman from El Paso who ran ill-fated campaigns for Senate against Ted Cruz. That's his little elfin brother from the north and for the White House before announcing his gubernatorial campaign. Nearly 50% of voters are leaning toward voting for Abbott in the general election compared to O'Rourke's 44%. According to recent polling from the University of Houston, just kidding, I'm not from New York, from the University of Houston's Hobby School of Public Affairs, another 5% are undecided. The poll conducted between June 27th and July 7th surveyed 1,169 U governor respondents who are registered to vote in Texas and had a confidence interval of plus or minus 2.9% percentage points. The election is set for November. 
So there's, there is little Robert Francis O'Rourke doing his, doing his victory lap. He's like, oh yeah, I'm going to run like Obama, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to, mm, like, we're going to be like Joe Biden running around the, uh, the uh, good old White House here. Oh yeah, look at me. Guffaw, guffaw, guffaw. Right, there you go. That's Robert O'Francis for you guys. What has Beta actually done for El Paso other than what? Uh, other than uh, what is what is that one phrase that they do to certain areas of a town? Gentrify it? I don't know, Texas Q Patriots. Not a whole lot. Uh, I would say if I had to guess about what Robert O'Francis O'Rourke has done for El Paso, I would have to guess he's probably made it a pretty good hub for um, illegal commerce, such as uh, drugs, weapons, and humans, and sex, right? I bet you him and his uh, his heiress wife, whose father owns, at one point he owned just about the entire El Paso, New Mexico border with Mexico, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, he's since been selling it off the last decade or so by the acreage, I should add, uh, yeah, I wouldn't doubt. I would not doubt that this man, this man with the fang fangs and the child chompers, probably, yeah, wouldn't doubt it. They've definitely made El Paso a hub for international commerce between Mexico and America for drugs, guns, humans, and sex. That would just be my guess, Texas Q Patriot. That would just be my guess. But nonetheless, ladies and gentlemen, I think this is more of uh, the picture that we're looking at when we're talking about Robert Francis O'Rourke and Georgie Boy Soros, the ventriloquist featuring uh, George Soros and Robert Francis Beto O'Rourke. Look who's talking. Or maybe we should say, look who's really talking, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, and that's going to take us right over to Georgie Boy Soros, ladies and gentlemen. We're not done yet with this little human hater, this little this little misanthropist turned philanthropist. Ha! Misanthropist, ladies and gentlemen. Misanthropist. Uh, uh, hey, Georgie Boy, how did it feel when your Georgia Guidestones got demolished? Actually, we don't know that Georgie Boy is responsible for those Georgia Guidestones, but just the fact that George is in the name tickles my funty, funty bone plenty, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but, you know, it, this is this is the funny thing here, and it's not so funny unless you're like, God, this is really kind of weird and funny. But, you see, George Soros injects all of this cash infusion into people like Robert Francis O'Rourke, into uh, political action committees and and other types of super PACs and organizations so that they can funnel their money into political candidates. And then here's 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 where we go and we come full circle, ladies and gentlemen. Apparently, apparently, you know, uh, uh, we, the federal government, uh, it's the taxpayer money, people, taxpayer money, we, okay, we then give money to George Soros. Okay, what? Wait, what? Yeah, that's exactly right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you know, it's it's one of the oldest schemes in the book. I mean, it's been around forever. Undoubtedly, 
it is known, you know, but uh, anyone who's hearing this broadcast or catching it on a replay or on the podcast who know about George Soros know what kind of uh, a bane this man has been towards sovereign nations for God knows how long, since the, the point of his birth, I would have to guess. But uh, this article coming out of the BizPack Review, Biden gives Soros-linked group $172 million gig to help illegal immigrants skirt deportation. Okay, so now uh, this this is just, you know, you would think $172 million, all of that's going into this one deportation scheme with immigrants. Let's find out what the article has to say. It says, in the midst of the ongoing crisis level surge of migrants pouring into the U.S., the open borders catch and release Biden administration has reportedly awarded a huge government contract to a nonprofit organization that opposes the deportation of illegal immigrants. The Vera Institute of Justice, the recipient of an initial $171.1 federal million dollar federal contract uh, that could max out at about a staggering $1 billion, allegedly has links to left-wing globalist billionaire George Soros. According to Fox News, the Brooklyn, New York-based entity supports defunding police and views immigration enforcement agencies as a threat to civil liberties, was awarded a health and human services funded contract in March to provide legal assistance to unaccompanied minors, according to a federal database. Uh, the arrangement lasts until March 2023, but can reach as high as $983 million if renewed until March 2027. The agreement shows this appears to be the largest federal contract Vera has secured for immigration-related services for any single year dating back to the mid-2000s. On its website, Vera indicates that its goal include ending both the overcriminalization and mass incarceration of people of color, immigrants, and people experiencing poverty and systemic racism in our criminal, legal, and immigration systems. The organization apparently has encountered no trouble raking in taxpayer cash between July 1st, 2020 and June 30th, 2021, $152 million of the group's $191 million in revenue came from government sources. Its most recent financial audit shows, that's from Fox News, the Obama administration reportedly gave it $310 million to fund deportation avoidance for young migrants. It says here, as the article continues, so-called philanthropist George Soros, 91, who has backed the campaigns of soft-on-crime district attorneys around the country, which has substantially contributed to a crime wave in many areas, has also set up a $125 million political action committee to help Democrats in the upcoming midterm elections. The group Democracy PAC has served as Soros' campaign spending vehicle since 2019. The donation is sure to place Soros among the biggest political givers of the midterms. 
ahead of the 2022 midterm democracy PAC has already cut big checks to two major Democrat PAC super PACs aligned with the party's congressional leadership. Another $1 million went to the Democrat Association of Secretaries of State. Another $1 million went to the Democratic Association of Secretaries of State. Uh, that was reported by Politico at the beginning of this year. This is being done in the name of saving democracy from looming threats, which has become an extremely and presumably unintended, ironic catchphrase, from the authoritarian anti-free speech left. In late June, Soros reportedly donated $1 million to Democrat uh, Beto O'Rourke, um, an alleged Soros-funded group is also buying influential Miami-based Spanish-language radio Mambi, which is apparently an attempt to change the station's traditional anti-communist editorial philosophy. Last year, uh, Soros donated $1 million, according to Federal Election Commission records, to the Color of Change PAC, an organization that champions dismantling law enforcement or cutting its budget entirely. Hedge fund manager Soros and his Open Society um, Foundation's network also bankrolled advocacy for open borders in the European Union, a policy that has created a widespread social consequence, uh, has created widespread social consequences among its member nations, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, some very, uh, I mean, obviously this is, this is news and information that we are quite, uh, you know, um, familiar with when we're talking about the likes of George Soros, correct? Right. Uh, but let's take in another view here. Not only are we talking George Soros, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about Hispanics, Latinos, Mexicans, whatever you want to call them, ladies and gentlemen, whatever you want to call them, uh, you'll notice uh, when he, George Soros, is donating uh, hundreds of millions of dollars, or I should say the government is donating hundreds of millions of dollars to George Soros linked um, organizations such as the Vera Institute of Justice, whose main point, along with all of these other NGOs, etc., is to uh, ensure that immigrants uh, can stay in America, you know, and that immigrants, illegal, I should say, not just immigrants, but illegal immigrants can stay in America and illegal immigrants can get their amnesty, etc., uh, that um, there's there's a whole other scheme going on too here. Just think about it, guys. In the time that our border has been open, uh, think about the entire block of voters that uh, the left has um, basically inherited from a dangerous open border. They have a, a voting block uh, that's in the millions now that's coming across that border. So it behooves um, um, leftist uh, federal governments such as uh, that which we are experiencing today to donate to um, Soros-linked groups such as that. And then, of course, Soros does his part to ensure that many other groups are getting that type of, um, that type of monetary 
a compensation for treason against the nation, right? But that's not where we end. So let's let's take a look at this whole. I mean, this is a big concern for the for the left guys. Is that they have they are not only, uh, you know, not only are they bleeding, um, uh, not only are they bleeding, uh, you know, people of color, as it were, uh, Hispanics, um, uh, Mexican Americans, Latinos. Um, they are among some of the biggest walking away from the left and from the Democrats. So it makes total sense here. Uh, we got this article, George Soros funnels money to win back Hispanic voters for Democrats in U.S. midterms. George Soros has to take a very multi-pronged approach towards this. Not only does he want to ensure that his new voting bloc stays in this country illegally, he wants to ensure that he buys their vote as well. So, you know, it's not just enough that he's getting them in here and he's fun, uh, funneling money into organizations that keep them in America. He wants to make sure he buys their vote. Um, George Soros funnels money to win back Hispanic voters. It says here, a George Soros-backed group has bought multiple Spanish-language radio stations across the United States in a bid to win over Hispanic voters ahead of the 2022 midterm elections, according to a report. Um, it says here, the Washington Times said that the Soros-backed group has been identified as Latino Media Network, which is run by Stephanie Valencia and Jess Morales Roqueto, the report says the group does not have experience running radio networks. The report also says the group was actively involved in the elections campaigns of Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton. According to the Miami Herald, Stephanie Valencia, Latino media network co-founder, was a special assistant to Obama and holds 55% in the entity. Okay, in case you're wondering where this money's coming from and where it's going to. The move has come in the backdrop of the strong swing in the traditionally pro-Democrat Hispanic voters in favor of the Republicans ahead of the crucial midterms. The people behind the move claim that they intended to counter the GOP disinformation that is poaching voters. However, the Times says experts have rubbished the claim. This is not about disinformation. This is about power. This is about control. This is about funneling Hispanics into approved sources of news and entertainment. Jorge Bonilla of the Media Research Center said, Jorge Bonilla, you owe me. You owe me. Just kidding. You owe me a, uh, a handle over at Truth Social. Just kidding. I don't know who Jorge Bonilla is. It says here, what is Latino Media Network? Latino Media Network has raised $80 million to fund the purchase. Some of its funding came from Lake Star Finance, which has close relations with billionaire George Soros. The report says, doesn't Media Research Center also have close sources with George Soros? Just kidding. I'm just... I'm just slandering, excuse me. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's Mr. C from The C Report, and I'm stopping in for just a sec to encourage you guys to head over to thecreport.com. 
At thecereport.com, you can get more information on The Sea Report, check out episode resources, follow our blog and get new articles every week, join our mailing list, and stay abreast on the latest news and information. That's right, head on over to thecereport.com, that's www.thecereport.com, and be sure to follow us on our social medias, Truth Social, Rumble, Twitch, Clouthub, and Pilt.net. For those of you who uh, know why Media Research Center and me are currently not on good ground, well, it's not their fault. It's Truth Social's fault. Anyways, you'll have to go back a couple episodes for that tea. Ladies and gentlemen, let's finish up this article. We got one more big story before we wrap up tonight. On Lone Star News, we got, according to the Miami Herald, Lake Star Finance LLC is an investment entity affiliated with Soros Fund Management. The outlet says that Latino Media Network has stated that it secured financing from entities including Lake Star Finance. The network will embrace cultural pride by telling Latino supporters, I'm sorry, by telling Latino stories, addressing community concerns, and talking about opportunities for a better future. LMN says, again, that is uh, LNM there, Latino Media Network. The 18 radio stations that LMN has purchased are located in cities like New York, Miami, Houston, Chicago, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, Fresno, Dallas, San Antonio, and McAllen. Spanish is the second most widely spoken language in the United States after English, with an estimated 40 million using it as their first language. Some of the prominent radio stations bought by Latino Media Network include WAQI and WQBA, which have deep reach inside Hispanic communities. Georgie boy, I understand and speak some Spanish. Don't you dare make me fluent. Don't you dare make me fluent to combat the narratives of lies and deception that you're about to foist upon the Latino people. Changing affiliations. According to an NPR PBS NewsHour Marist poll in April, Latino voters are likely to vote Republican by a huge 52% to 39% margin. Last week, CNN reported that Hispanic voters are swinging in favor of the Republicans in an unprecedented manner. A recent survey report by Axios titled The Great Realignment showed that Democrats are now statistically tied with Republicans ahead of the 2022 midterm elections when it uh, when it in congressional ballots uh, when it comes to the Hispanic vote. This is a huge setback for the Democrats, considering that in 2018, they had a 47-point advantage against the GOP in Hispanic votes. Fox News cites a Hispanic voter saying, The Democrats really lost working-class people. These people have absolutely lost their minds. There is no way we could vote for them, especially when Republicans have been more focused on issues that matter. Strong words coming out of a former Democrat voter. Now, think about that. Think about this great realignment, okay? And and we'll uh, we'll we'll settle with Georgie Boy here on this story, guys. Again, still piggybacking on top of 
what we were uh, sharing with you guys. Augustus, good evening, good afternoon, welcome to the show. We're not talking about abortions today. We'll talk about it another day, but thank you for joining us. I've got some stories I am a sharing here. Um, okay, and that's uh, over at Twitch. We had uh, we have someone joining the show. We'll talk about abortions another day. I don't got time for that right now, okay? Okay, so um, let's finish up with uh, this story here with George Soros and um, Latino uh, Latino media people, guys. Latino, let's see, what could, what could we say? Latino media people. We'll, we'll just use that cheap phrase, media people. Flee! Okay, they maybe I shouldn't use flee because then they'll think I'm being racist. Um, run away! Okay, we'll use run away, right? Maybe I shouldn't use run because then they'll think I'm talking about border crossing, right? Run away from George Soros. <laughs> you guys are like, what are you talking about? Latino media people are running away from George Soros. They are running away from George Soros, ladies and gentlemen. These individuals are saying no, no to toad face Soros. Hey, Two Rivers, what's going on? Good to see you in the audience today, sir. Glad, hope your day's going well. So Spanish radio stars, all of what we were just talking about are quitting. They are quitting as Soros back group bids to take over conservative stations. They want nothing to do with it. Okay, let's check this out. And then we'll put, uh, we'll put Soros to rest. Just not literally. Um, it says, I don't want to be part of the deal. I am not going to sign the papers and I quit, said Lourdes Ubieta in advance of the deal. Radio stars are quitting Spanish language conservative talk station radio Mambi ahead of a planned takeover by a group partially funded by progressive billionaire George Soros. The group is set to purchase 18 Hispanic radio stations across 10 different markets. In June, conservative radio star Lourdes Ubieta quit the iconic Miami station and will now be full-time at the up-and-coming Americano Media. Radio Mambi has deep roots in the Southern, South Florida Cuban exile community, whereas the National Americano Media is looking to attract all Spanish-speaking conservatives across the United States. Radio Mambi, which provides an anti-communism view, would, uh, would now be controlled by the liberal Soros-funded group if the $60 million deal is approved by the Federal Communications Commission. The Latino Media Network will be made up of 18 Hispanic radio stations, including Radio Mambi. The network was partially financed by Lake Star Finance, an investment group affiliated with Soros Fund Management. The stations, which are currently owned by Univision, would be controlled by former Hillary for America and AFL-CIO employee Jess Morales Roqueto and former Obama White House staffer Stephanie Valencia if the deal is approved. Uh, the pair recently told Axios that the network will reach one-third of all Hispanics living in the United States. Ubieta told Fox News, I would never cut a deal with these people. Never, never, never. She called the takeover a stab in the heart of her community. 
and said she wanted no part of it, and that is why she left. Ubieta, who has been an outspoken critic of the takeover, told the outlet that she turned down a significant offer that included a non-disclosure agreement to stay at Radio Mambi. They told me that I will receive half the money as soon as they get the FCC approval, and then the rest of the money when Soros people take over. Ubieta added, I don't want to be part of the deal. I'm not going to sign the papers and I quit. Ubieta will now be full-time at the Miami-based Americano Media, where she has been hosting a show in addition to her role at Radio Mambi. Ubieta expects her role to grow to include programming and the news desk in addition to her hosting responsibilities. Earlier this week, Dania... Alexandrino, another star of Radio Mambi, quit the station ahead of a planned Soros-linked liberal group's takeover. Other conservative personalities from Radio Mambi are expected to follow the pair to Americano media. Alexandrino told Fox News, I found out by reading an article and I was like, holy crap. So I sent it to the station manager and I was like, I do want you to know that if this purchase happens, there's no way in hell I'm taking any money from this staff. I was straightforward about that because I've had an on-air rift with Congressman Darren Soto. He belongs to the Hispanic Congressional Caucus, which I happen to call the Hispanic Communist Caucus. For a month, he's been trying to push censorship of Radio Mambi. <clears throat> Alexandrino told the outlet that Soto has declined to debate the topic on her show multiple times. I've had a bone to pick with Darren Soto and with George Soros because George Soros has actually financed most of Darren Soto's campaign. His campaigns have been funded by Latino Victory Fund, which get their financing from George Soros. So, you know, whether you want to call it directly or indirectly, he's been financed by George Soros. My principles, my values will not allow me to take any money from a man that I've been shunning and that I've been destroying on the air as somebody who only searches and seeks the destruction of America. According to Florida Politics, the Soros-funded Latino Victory Fund funneled at least $500,000 into Soto's 2018 campaign. Tuesday, three-time Emmy Award-winning host Nelson Rubio informed the management of Radio Mambi that he was leaving immediately. Uh, Three-time Emmy Award-winning host Nelson Rubio told Fox News through a translator, I don't agree with, nor do I share the ideology of the group of purchased Radio Mambi. Very simply, George Soros represents the extreme left. According to the outlet, he had planned on informing his listeners on air, but was not allowed to host his program once management knew he was leaving. Democrats have been concerned over the continuing loss of party support in the Hispanic community, Media Research Center Latino director George Bonilla, I'm going to call him George, told Fox News that the purchase of these stations by the uh, Soros-funded network reeks of desperation. Uh, let's see here. It says left-leaning media has been growing, increasingly concerned about Hispanic voters running to the right for years. 
Uh, recent headlines include Washington Post's Republican House Latinos mobilized to bolster ranks and influence and CBS News Hispanic voters support for GOP is increasing. 538 posted an article entitled Why the GOP Might Not Turn Off Conservative Latino Voters and Have Latinos Really Moved Toward the Republican Party? MSNBC aired a report earlier this month on why Hispanics were moving to the right and blamed disinformation as well as paranoia about communism and socialism. Uh, Polls have shown increasing gains of the GOP in the Hispanic community, abortion, religious liberty, parental rights, support of the free market system, and comprehensive immigration reform that favors migrants who enter the country legally, legally being the operative word, are the many topics that have Hispanics leading the Democrat Party. To make matters worse for Democrats, First Lady Dr. Jill Biden had to apologize after comparing Hispanics to breakfast tacos in a speech that week. Okay. According to its website, Americano Media aspires to represent a counter-revolution and the entry onto the scene of the only non-progressive national media outlet created by and for the Hispanic American community, a community tired of being treated as a victim of its past, played with emotionally and the other the, and, and that the other networks in the country only offer him fear as uh, present as his present and uncertainty for his future. The station is available on Sirius XM channel 153 and through its app, but plans to expand to television. Okay, and uh, we'll leave that article there. Uh, let's see. Hey, what's going on? Uh, 17 Eric 7. Uh, 17 Eric 7 says the Hispanic voter block, the Dems are moving across the border, is going to vote Trump. Watch and see. Ooh, would that not be an upset, 17 Eric 7, if that is what happened? Um, let's see here. Uh, that would be, that would be a total upset. Uh, Augustus, um, 1254 asks, what's the topic? Uh, we're talking, uh, George Soros and, uh, actually, uh, welcome to Lone Star News. We're talking Texas politics, but, uh, right now we're specifically talking George Soros and the, uh, Hispanic and Latino population move towards the right. Uh, Augustus, just so you're aware of the topic. Um, and uh, let's see here. Uh, 17 Eric 17 says Soros is funding the BS uh, happening in the schools on the border and other major things. Yes, he is indeed. Uh, he is indeed. Uh, Two Rivers says uh, Univision is nowhere near conservative. They're globalist lib opportunists. Yeah, we all know this. Okay. Uh, Univision, thank you uh, for the comments there. But you know, the thing about it is, is that most Hispanics and Latinos, they don't know. Or maybe, you know what, maybe, maybe we're just underestimating them. And I say them because, ladies and gentlemen, in my purview as a Hispanic male uh, and living in, you know, living the life here, right? Um, most people who watch, most people who are Spanish speaking, watch these uh, programs, programs, ladies and gentlemen, and they, they are not aware of uh, the difference. At least it appears to me, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, this is my life, right? Um, so yeah, yeah, no, they're not conservative. That's the point of this article, Two Rivers. Uh, they should band together to start their own media site. Maybe you can get an interview with her. Oh, you mean with these, uh, well, you know, that, uh, that is something worth uh, pursuing, right? 
Um, don't know that I could do it in the Spanish language, but uh, it's not it's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. Uh, they are not stupid people, says Eric 17, 17 Eric 17. Indeed, indeed. Uh, but yeah, quite the interesting topic there, guys. And all of this stemming from Beto O'Rourke, okay? All of this stemming from Beto. I'm getting money from my sugar daddy, George Soros O'Rourke. Mm-hmm. Indeed, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, we got our last story for today. We'll be going into a little bit of overtime this afternoon, guys. Give me like 15 minutes, guys, and we'll wrap it up here. This was the funny headline, guys. MAGA rises against Governor Abbott, right? MAGA rising against Governor Abbott. What? You mean, you mean the Make America Great Again Patriots finally woke up and realized he was a rhino? Maybe so, maybe no, okay? Mothers against Greg Abbott, okay? <laughs> that is the MAGA movement that is rising in Texas right now against Greg Abbott. I don't know, I just thought it was funny. I just thought it was funny. We could, we could really just have a lot of fun with this. Uh, okay, so yeah, MAGA is rising against Governor Abbott, guys. So look out now, look out now. MAGA is rising against... Governor Abbott. The moment a lot of uh, a lot of neocons, rhinos, and uh, progressives have been waiting for, right? Exactly, exactly. Let's see what this article has to say so we can wrap up Texas for this afternoon, guys. Okay, it says Governor Greg Abbott should have known uh, not to mess with Texas mamas. Oh, watch out now, Greg. You got Texas mamas mad at you. Uh, it says here, uh, nothing, uh, they say nothing changes in Texas politics until it does. The same is being said now by some Texas mothers who are tired of Texas Republican Governor Greg Abbott, who is running for re-election against uh, former U.S. Representative Beta um, O'Rourke. Um, mothers Against Greg Abbott, a new political action committee, exorciates Abbott in a compelling online political ad blasting his stance on women's rights and trans rights, blaming him for the state's failing power grid and implicating him in a long list of grievances that makes your head spin. You know, this is where, ladies and gentlemen, I just got to say, you know, when you're in, when you have the type of understanding mm -mm, that we have here, like this audience, for example, and uh, you're kind of on the outside of everything. Isn't it good to be back on the outside of everything, ladies and gentlemen? It, it kind of feels like home, but let's get back in that White House, right? Uh, you have like an obvious Marxist progressive, uh, you know, idiot like Beta O'Rourke running in Texas, uh, a Democrat. Then you have someone like Abbott, right? And it's like, which one's worse, really? Because one is just terrible excuse for a human being marxist uh you know communist sympathizing socialist wannabe but then you have this person who is um clearly working on some type of an agenda and you know i did say very early on you know after the primaries here in texas i said okay we will not pick on Abbott until after he secures the governor's seat and then we'll lay into him. But you know what? I don't feel like doing that anymore. So I don't know. You know, this show doesn't have such a reach that it's going to cost Abbott. 
the governorship. So let's just be honest, right? So you got a rhino like Abbott, who, in my opinion, rhinos are much worse than Democrats in every single, in every single category. The rhino is worse than the Democrat, ladies and gentlemen, and and hopefully people will be able to strip away their um, party politics identity and take that mask off themselves to realize what we're really dealing with here in this country, okay? Um, uh, Two Rivers asks, how did Abbott really win the lead against West Huffines and maybe even Prather at this point? Well, Two Rivers, we've talked about election fraud here a lot at Mr. CTV, and uh, the, the example of Georgia should explain it to you very simply, Mr. Two Rivers. Just take a look at Georgia, take a look at what they did over there during their primaries, and uh, I would say that's just a little slice of that here in Texas. It's still fraud. Uh, you know, I honestly do believe that Abbott did win the primary but not without a land and not without a uh, runoff. I think he should have had a runoff for sure. Absolutely. Uh, I think if not, the percentages should not have been what they were basically ladies and gentlemen, which is ridiculous, which is why I reference Georgia. Look at how ridiculous the percentages of, of, uh, of uh, victory were for Brian Kemp and Brad Raffensperger ridiculous ladies and gentlemen i would say the same method was employed here in uh texas the c report and all the shows on this podcast channel are 100 percent listener supported we don't have corporate sponsors we don't have independent sponsors our sponsors are you the listener So if you like the work we do and like what we have to say and contribute to the world of news and information and entertainment, please show us your support. Make a monthly donation to help sustain future episodes at anchor.fm slash the C report. Your support is greatly appreciated from 99 cents per month to 499 per month to 999 per month. Every donation counts, and every bit helps. Show your support for The Sea Report and other shows on this podcast channel by visiting anchor.fm slash The Sea Report. And thanks, y'all. Well, I appreciate that, uh, Two Rivers. He says, you're reaching us, Mr. C, then we reach others, and they reach others. It's exponential. That does my heart some good, sir. That does my heart some good. Okay. Hey, one, two, three, SKG. Good evening or good afternoon, I should say. Uh, welcome in. Welcome in. Okay. So let's get back to this article here, guys, so we can uh, finish up for the afternoon. And, and we're gonna we're gonna watch this commercial, guys. I we're gonna watch the commercial. It's a terrible commercial, ladies and gentlemen. But we're gonna watch it. So uh, let's uh, let's see how MAGA is rising against Governor Abbott with this commercial, right? It says Abbott and his Republican colleagues have made the state hell for anyone with a conscience. Really? Really? Abbott has made the state hell for anyone with a conscience. Who wrote this? Oh, it's from MSNBC. Of course, of course, of course. Um, 
I would say uh, they've made it hell for anyone without a conscience, ladies and gentlemen. Anyways, the ad is a litany of the horrible policies promoted by Abbott and his Republican colleagues that have made the state a hell for anyone with a working conscience from threatening to take trans kids away from their parents to putting a bounty on women who seek abortion. And this is all the wrong information here, guys. They did not put a bounty on anybody. That is such a crock of lies, okay? That that is just stupid, actually. It's pretty stupid. To loosening gun laws amid so many mass shootings, Texas is not a great state anymore. It's a failed state. Nope, they'd rather take away all the guns from law-abiding citizens with uh, the belief that unlawful citizens will give up their guns too, or what? I mean, how stupid do they think we are, right? Pretty stupid, apparently. The Mothers Against Greg Abbott, or MAGA, the MAGA pack is a savvy salvo into the very realm that Republicans and evangelicals believe they control, the family. It puts faces on the women and families who have been harmed or threatened by the retrograde policies of the Abbott administration. The ad also highlights the diversity of the Texas population and thus the kind of voters who can bring into existence what Republicans such as Abbott are most afraid of. Texas going blue. Texas the only way that Texas will go blue is if they successfully steal the elections, and I, they still can. They can still do it. They can still do it. All they need is a few uh, wrap-up smear campaigns in the headlines and, uh, you know, uh, uh, just a little bit more money in Beto's war chest than Abbott's. And they can steal Texas. Texas is not blue. Texas is not purple. Texas is not suffocating. Texas is red, ladies and gentlemen. Texas is redder than the blood in my veins when it hits oxygen, okay? Texas is deep red. The only reason why it's even confused as being partially blue is because of the fact that they steal elections and they uh, mess with the numbers. That is what's going on here. Everyone understands that, ladies and gentlemen. That's not... That's not hard to wrap around one's brain, so to speak. It says, these women paint a more accurate picture of the gun-loving Republican governor who, according to his official schedule, did not attend a single funeral of the 19 children and two teachers shot dead in Uvalde. Is it because they were Mexican nationals? No, just kidding. I don't know that to be a fact, but that just came to my mind some for some reason. Um, okay, let's. we already talked about Uvalde last week on Friday, so we're going to skip over that. Uh, they're talking about this ad, guys. I'm just going to show you guys the ad because it's funner to watch than to hear about it. Uh, and then uh, we'll we'll put this to bed. <laughs> Here. Abbott should take heed because this is a MAGA movement that seeks to make Texas great again. Oh, make Texas great again. Oh, that's Mataga. <laughs> Oh, man, these people, they are such losers, ladies and gentlemen, such losers. Okay. All right. We're going to get this. Uh, let's get this ad rolling. Let's see what they're talking about. Let's talk. Let's see what this MAGA movement is all about. Ladies and gentlemen, let's see what this MAGA movement is all about here for your for your viewing pleasure. Watch out, Greg Abbott. MAGA's coming for you. 
They say nothing changes in Texas politics until it does. Till it does. Till the Texas power grid failed and our families froze without water and electricity. Until white Texas politicians removed our history from the classroom. Till they made it legal to buy a gun without a permit and openly carry it. Till Texas politicians put a $10,000 bounty on anyone who helped a woman get an abortion. Till we were called child abusers for loving and supporting our transgender children. Till Texas school boards banned books by black and LGBTQ authors. Till our loved ones died when Texas politicians fought masks and vaccine mandates during the worst pandemic in over 100 years. We want real change for Texas. Now. 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 Before history. Ooh, look at all these angry Texas mothers, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh, you know, I bet you Greg Abbott is just shaking his boots. Ladies and gentlemen. Right, right. Okay, so all of the all of this is this ad obviously it is um it's it's geared towards low information voters and people who have absolutely no idea what is going on in this world, ladies and gentlemen. I mean removed okay, this woman's like removed history books uh until white Texas politicians removed our history from our books. What are you talking about? Removing your... You got your Juneteenth, which makes absolutely no sense for it to be a national holiday when you're talking about when Texas decided to end slavery and not, and there were already, what, nine other states in the Union that had abolished slavery? Sounds to me like, uh, you know, the black people became free well before Juneteenth 1864 or whatever year it is that they decided to peg it on. Uh, that's just one thing, ladies and gentlemen. And then this $10,000 bounty. Can someone really, on the left, explain to me the logic that they utilize to explain this $10,000 bounty? Like, oh, my neighbor's going to go get an abortion. Let me go tattletale. And then I get $10,000? I don't think so, ladies and gentlemen. That's not how that works, okay? That's undoubtedly the most retarded thing I've ever heard. Oh, and then what? Till white Texas politicians removed LGBT authors from libraries? Well, you know what? If there is a book in a school library written by a member of the LGBT community, that's the way I make fun of LGBT, okay? LGBT community, but that book is all about sodomy and sex and sex between children and stuff like that. You think I want my kid, not that I have one, but you think I'd want my kid reading that crap, right, in school or whatever else it is? So, you know, there's just uh, so much uh, conflation here, but then also so much omission, you know, and so much uh, that these people are just preying on the I don't care low information voters, they're just preying on them, ladies and gentlemen. They are just preying on them. God, clearly, <laughs> this uh, clearly this video has gotten a reaction, a rise out of some uh, some of the friends in the audience here. Let me see this one real quick. Seventeen Eric Seventeen says the ability to hide behind the big elephant is no longer an option for these rhinos. The people are finally awake to the one-party game. Hell yes, Seventeen Eric Seven. Hell yes, absolutely. 
123SKG says, I hope Alan West will try again. It would be nice if he did. Um, but, uh, we'll see where we are right now, right? Well, we got to get through, we got to get through November. Um, and, uh, let's see here. Yep. Pro pro projection. This is all projection. Two River says that they would sue MSNBC for defamation. Uh, wonder why so many people are moving to Texas if it is so horrible, asks 123SKG. Yeah, it ain't going to happen. We ain't going to turn blue unless they steal. That's the only way that we'll turn blue is they steal. And they're stealing. Okay? They are stealing. Okay? Uh, is uh, because of the big cities, Austin, Houston, San Antonio. Yep, that's why. That's why they say blue, right? Yep, we got a communist that runs San Antonio, guys. Uh, this ad gets the double barrel middle finger from me. <laughs> oh my goodness. Who is sponsoring that commercial of lies? It's MAGA. MAGA is sponsoring this commercial of lies. Okay, I know, guys. It's, it's, uh, it's got about 40 seconds left. We're, we'll, we'll finish watching it, okay? <laughs> Repeats itself. And we're ready to fight. We live in suburbs. In big cities. And on farms and ranches. We are mothers. We are mothers. We are the mothers again. Oh, well, this happens sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, I'm playing something from Facebook, right? And sometimes when I'm playing it, they just shut it off. Sorry, they're having trouble playing this video now. Okay, God, they must have some crazy tracker algorithm bot things going on here. Uh, so this is the this is the political action committee, Mothers Against Greg Abbott. And uh, they're the ones who are doing this, right? You guys are saved. You guys got saved. Okay. <laughs> you guys should be you guys should feel lucky that Facebook didn't want you guys to see this. Uh, <laughs> to see this commercial. Okay, well, you know what? You can't be spared. Here's another one I'm going to show you guys. This one's actually from a, uh, a political action committee Ugh, from a terrible organization. You guys will know the name once I say it. Uh, but they might as well be on the LGBT Qua team as well. So you got, you got, th these are other, these are other anti-Trumpers right here, guys. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to play this commercial for you guys because it kind of dovetails into what the Mothers Against um, Greg Abbott uh, had in their commercial, uh, but this is another anti-Abbott commercial coming from a Republican, a conservative, a rhino group, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I thought that was pretty clever too. MAGA, Mothers Against Greg Abbott, uh, 1, 2, 3, SKG. <laughs> I just, you know, I want them to don their MAGA, uh, I want them to don their MAGA flags and their MAGA gear, and I want them to print MAGA everywhere. So that this way, uh, you know, the owners of the Make America Great Again um, acronym MAGA can sue the pants off of them. Anyways, this one's coming from the Lincoln Project, ladies and gentlemen, the Lincoln Project. Okay, so you guys all know the Lincoln Project, uh, but the dovetailing here comes into the energy issue, which actually it, it, they are they actually do have a point when they're talking about Texas energy and how all of uh, the Texans that were affected and uh, many, many who perished, who died during the freeze. And, and now we have this whole thing with the heat 
going on in the Texas power grid. There is some truth to that, guys. You know, uh, Abbott did get a lot of money, you know, as well as did Wayne Christian, the corrupt current railroad commissioner. So there is some truth to that, ladies and gentlemen. Indeed, there is some truth to that. So I thought I'd, I'd show you this one from the Lincoln Project. It's another brand. These are all brand new ads that they're running against Abbott, guys. So uh, let's take a look at this, and then we will call this afternoon adjourned, ladies and gentlemen. What did I do? Oh, wrong one. Here we go. Of heat over major populations, you get a big draw on that electric demand. It looks like we may have just switched over to generator power. Our lights just went out. Texas is at risk for summer blackouts. So I'm extremely confident uh, that the power grid is stable. Of course, the hotter it is, the more people turn on their air conditioning. That raises the risk for an energy emergency. We're all being urged to turn up the thermostat, conserve energy today or risk rolling blackouts. After several generators failed, the state asked people to turn their thermostats up to 78, 78 degrees. degrees. I know, I know, it sounds hot, but it is really cooler than it is outside. No, I haven't had that happen since President Carter was in office to run a grid, run the price up, and provide less service. We will be able to make it through the summer. Experts say despite limited outages today, this extreme heat is just the beginning of what we're going to see this summer. This is not politics. We're trying to maintain the power supply for Texans who rely on it. No Texan has lost power as a result of any problem with ERCOT. We're expecting high temperatures tomorrow west of Houston to get back above 100. <laughs> Did it again? <laughs> I can't believe the Lincoln Project is even still around, ladies and gentlemen. If I am being a thousand percent honest with you, I cannot believe that, uh, you know, the Lincoln Project's still around. One, two, three, SKG, thank you so much for gifting the ship. Um, she says, love Lone Star News. It's back, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you guys are ready for more. Okay, that's going to wrap up our episode for today, guys. And I hope you've enjoyed what uh, I've had to offer for you guys this afternoon. Uh, tell you what, we're going to close it out with one last treat, okay? And this may not be such a treat if I'm being absolutely honest with you guys. Because you know I like to be honest with y'all. Except for the times I forget to tell you guys about a swamp creature coming on the screen. You know, I do like to be honest with you guys. So, uh, I've had this in my tabs forever. We talked about Beta O'Rourke. So we're going to close tonight's show for Lone Star News with some uh, some poetry of Beto O'Rourke. What do you think about that, guys? <laughs> ah, poetry of Beto O'Rourke. That's right. Yep. Expect the unexpected here at Mr. CTV sometimes. Now, uh, we've had Beta O'Rourke, who just everyone has torn into him. I mean, he likes getting torn into. Come on, he's a, he's a progressive Democrat. He's into that kind of thing. He's a masochist, right? Uh, back when he was running for president, um, they, this website popped up, psychedelicwarlord.org. Some of you guys might be familiar with Psychedelic Warlord. Uh, the Psychedelic Warlord is actually the live-action role-playing LARP, the live-action role-playing name of uh, one Robert Francis Beta Beto O'Rourke. Back when he was part of the 1980s hacker group 
otherwise known as uh, what, what were they called? They were called uh, Cult of the Dead Cow. That's right. Beta O'Rourke used to be part of a Cult of the Dead Cow hacker group back in like the 80s and 90s. Um, so he, he uh, Cult of the Dead Cow, I think, I don't, I don't know. I think they're defunct. They might not be defunct because of uh, Beto being out. You know, I don't know much about them. Anyhow, all, what I do know is they published a lot of his poetry, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, it, it, get get out your get out your uh, get out your uh, what do you call it? Get out your uh, your your thumbs and your fingers. Get ready to do a little bit of snapping, ladies and gentlemen. This is this is not exactly a slam. Okay. <laughs> Anyone got a beret? Anyone got a beret so we can read some poetry here, ladies and gentlemen? Check this out. I need a butt shine. <laughs> By Robert Francis O'Rourke. Okay, let's see what this has to say. I need a butt shine by Robert Francis O'Rourke. Okay. <laughs> pages. Are you, These pages are not... Is this... No. It needs to go. Go forward. Come on now. Don't make us wait now. <laughs> Don't tell me they turned off the psychedelic warlord website also. Oh, how unfun, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, well, maybe we won't be able to read about getting a butt shine today. Again, I think my... Ah, uh, maybe we will. I'll say again, I think my audience has been saved. Okay. <laughs> maybe not. Uh, so here, let's see this. It says here... Actually, this poem is called The Song of the Cow, written by The Song of the Cow, written by Robert Francis O'Rourke. I need a butt shine right now. You are holy, O sacred cow. I thirst for you. Provide milk. Buff my balls. Love the cow. Good fortune for those that do. Love me. Breathe my feet. The cow has risen. Wax my ass, scrub my balls, the cow has risen. Provide milk. Oh, milky wonder, sing for us once more. Live your life, everlasting joy. Thrust your hooves upon my analytic passage. Enjoy my fruits. Something tells me I might not want to know what an analytic passage is. And something tells me that Robert Francis O'Rourke Sorry, the Robert Francis O'Rourke, oh my goodness, uh, might not know how to use the word analytic. Okay. <laughs> Hold on, guys. I gotta, I gotta make this nice and presentable for the rest of the world. Okay, as we, uh, there we go. The poetry of Beto O'Rourke. Okay, so the poetry of Beto O'Rourke. Wax my ass, scrub my balls. <laughs> Scrub my balls. The cow has risen. Provide milk. Oh, milky wonder. Sing for us once more. Live your life. Everlasting joy. Uh, thrust your hooves upon my analytic passage. Enjoy my fruits. Provider of cheese and other wonderful dairy products, we will cleanse your inner intestines. We will bathe in your pungent odor. Gather cotton. Count my eyes. Smell my skin. Love the scarecrow and the milkman. I live only for eternity. Thirst for the undrinkable. Hold the heat. Praise the doughboy at the pizza shop. 
Love the Oxen Dung. Copyright 1988 by Psychedelic Warlord, otherwise known as Robert Francis O'Rourke. The Poetry of Beto O'Rourke, right? The Poetry of Beto O'Rourke. I know, you guys, that was not the best way to end a show, so we'll do it this way instead. Uh, let's see here. The Evil Malicious... I, I need to get this stuff out of my tabs, ladies and gentlemen. The Evil Malicious writings. How about that? Writings of Robert Francis O'Rourke. Okay. This guy could be an American author, Robert Francis O'Rourke. Do you think he's waiting for Godot? Probably not. Probably not, ladies and gentlemen. I wouldn't count on it anyways. Because I think they were Scottish, actually. Okay. 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 I promise, guys. Here's the last one. Here's the last one. This one is actually not a poem. It is a story, ladies. It's a short story. It's, it's what you call prose, okay? And this was written by Robert Francis O'Rourke. And some of you all may have heard this story before. But this story makes for a very, very, very telling look into the thought processes and the mind of someone like Robert Francis O'Rourke. The evil malicious writings of Robert France. I put France, didn't I? Francis O'Rourke, okay? And uh, this one's a little bit of a shocker, guys. I know it shocked me when I read it. Uh, so here we go. It says here, Visions from the Last Crusade by Robert Francis O'Rourke. The catacombs of my head produce the most wonderful dreams and visions. I feel that I am one with my intellect and my soul. It was during these dreams and visions that I concocted a notion. It started as something small at first, but after every dream it grew stronger until the urge had become too great. No longer could this strong desire in my mind be suppressed. Recognizing this fact, my one and only goal in life became to the termination of everything that was free and loving. Only I could realize the true value of loving and expression only in my dreams. You guys get where this is going? You guys get where this is going? Like, we're talking like... Yeah. One, two, three, SKGs. Like, I've read the story. It's disturbing stuff. <laughs> yeah. Need understatement, right? One, two, three, SKG. It says, This feeling pervaded everything in my life. Yet, the first few months after realizing my goal, I had done nothing. Then, one day, as I was driving home from work, I noticed two children crossing the street. They were happy happy to be free from their troubles. I knew, however, that this happiness and sense of freedom were too, were much too overwhelming for them. This happiness was mine by right. I had earned it in my dreams as I neared the young ones. I put all my weight on my right foot, keeping the accelerator pedal on the floor until I heard the crashing of the two children on the hood 
and then the sharp cry of pain from one of the two. I was so fascinated for a moment that when after I had stopped my vehicle, I just sat in a daze, sweet visions filling my head, sweet visions filling my head. My uh, dream was abruptly ended when I heard a loud banging on the front window. It was an old man who was using his cane to awaken me. He might have been a witness to my act of love. I was not sure, nor did I care. It was simply ecstasy. As I drove home, I envisioned myself committing more of these acts of love. More of these, what, summers of love? Is that where this is coming from? And after a while, I had no trouble carrying them out. The more people I killed, the longer my dreams were. I soon quit my job and stayed at my house in an almost comatose state. My dreams grew longer and more vivid. They kept me alive and proved to be the only thing to live for. I had killed nearly 38 people by the time of my 23rd birthday, and each one was more fulfilling than last. I was never really surprised at how I evaded the police. My dreams had taken over my life, and they guided me through the right path, and I never had need for fear of police. Or anything, for that matter. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, there's your look at the life of one Beta O'Rourke, ladies and gentlemen. We'll put him on screen with his uh, with his uh, his sugar daddy there. Yeah, these people definitely flock together, as it were, ladies and gentlemen. They definitely flock together. All right, guys, that's going to wrap it up for this edition of Lone Star News. Uh, we'll be back with another episode, I believe, on Wednesday at about 3 p.m. Central Time. So if you are a Texas kinfolk, ladies and gentlemen, family and friends, or if you are just uh, interested in what's going on in the Lone Star State, make sure that you pop on in and join us for another edition of Lone Star News. Like I said, we'll be back probably on Wednesday at 3 p.m. Central. Uh, and we'll be back later on tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back later on tonight at 7.30 p.m. Central Time for another edition of The Sea Report with uh, I, your host, Mr. C. Um, Two Rivers, hang tight. I will drop that link in the chat room in just a sec. Let me just get us wrapped up here. Till next time, ladies and gentlemen, you guys have a great afternoon. Go get yourselves some good dinner, ladies and gentlemen. And, uh, well, we'll be back at 7.30 p.m. on Mr. CTV for another edition of The Sea Report coming to you live later on. Till then, you guys have a great evening. Skeeter Burke, Aurelius Locke, Two Rivers, 123-SKG-17-my-friend-17-Eric-17. Uh, my <laughs> I was like, oh, the name, what was his name again? I'm trying to remember. Uh, Relanon and everyone else hanging out that I didn't say hello to or might have missed your name. Uh, great to have you guys along with us, but we'll be back. So join us again later on this evening. Why don't you take care till then?
insult to injury to the children that they groom and that they rape and that they abuse. What is Disney going to do now? And Disney's like, well, we don't care about that. We're going to die on this hill. We're going to be gay and we're going to rape our children no matter what you say because we are Disney. Uh, we don't normally run Sea in the Dark uh, during the week. Uh, for those of you who are wondering, what the heck is this bald band talking about? Uh, you know, multiple broadcasts and shows come here on Mr. CTV channel. Uh, so you've got your Sea Report Monday through Friday in the evening hours, right? And uh, we do Sea in the Dark, which is a late night weekend talk show kind of, you know, broadcast, right? So guys, watch out. We got a swamp creature coming to the screen. So look out now. Look out now. <laughs> oh no, it's wretched Gretchen Whitmer. We're sorry, the number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... Though victory is proof of the skills you possess, defeat is the proof of your grit. A weakling can smile in his days of success, but at trouble's first sign, he will quit. So the test of the heart and the test of your pluck isn't skies that are sunny and fair, but how do you stand to the blow that is struck? And how do you battle despair? A fool can seem wise when the pathway is clear. And it's easy to see the way out. But the test of a man's judgment is something to fear. And what does he do when in doubt? And the proof of his faith is the courage he shows when sorrows lie deep in his breast. It's the way that he suffers the griefs that he knows that bring out his worst or his best. The test of a man is how much he will bear for a cause which he knows to be right. How long will he stand in the depths of despair? How much will he suffer and fight? There are many who serve when the victory's near and few are the hurts to be borne. But it calls for a leader of courage to cheer the men in a battle forlorn. It's the way you hold out against odds that are great that proves what your courage is worth. It's the way that you stand to the bruises of fate that shows up your stature and girth. And victory's nothing but proof of your skill, veneered with a glory that's thin, unless it is proof of unfaltering will, and unless you have suffered to win.